Today, we've got a strategy battle between two experts who have not only sold millions on Amazon themselves, but who also help countless other sellers with their businesses. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hablas Español? Do you speak Spanish? If you do and you love the Serious Sellers podcast, make sure to listen to our Spanish version of this podcast. Whatever app that you are using to listen to this right now, just type in Serious Sellers podcast en español and make sure to subscribe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers podcast by Helium 10. I'm your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted and unrehearsed organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the e-commerce world. We've got a couple serious sellers here on the podcast. The M&M crew, <laughs> M&M, Mina, and Michael. How's it going, guys? First of all, have you guys ever met? I mean, I know I've met each of you in person myself, but have you two ever met uh, in conferences or meetups or anything like that? I don't believe so. It's going to be embarrassing when he's like, yeah, I've known Mike for years and <laughs> it's good to see you again. Like Mike, it's good to see you again, man. <laughs> no, that, oh, that's man. how it is with me. Like, I'm like, oh, what? I've met you before? Like, I don't It's happened. That. It's happened. But yeah, I've definitely met you, Bradley. Uh, we used to spend some time together down when I was living in San Diego. But since I left, I haven't been back to California and I haven't seen you. Oh, where do you, li where do you live now? We're in Las Vegas now. So it's going to be an easy, uh, easy trip for me to the, to your guys' conference. Awesome. Awesome. Very now, nice. I was actually, you know, delaying the opening of this because i was trying to find a hat you know i was going to debut a hat on this episode now mina this can you think of what logo i thought of when, when i when i found this shirt oh atomic yeah it looks like it would be an atomic logo but this is actually a minor league baseball team from albuquerque called the isotopes but as soon as i saw it i was like this is an atomic logo like they ripped you guys like off they uh, stole yeah, your right, idea uh, now they they actually were first, but we just didn't know about it. It was actually the first time I saw this logo was in an episode of um, Breaking Bad or something like that. Um, oh, nice! Better Call Saul, one of the two. <laughs> but yeah, Albuquerque Isotopes, and I had a hat to match it, and I couldn't find it. But anyways, we're not here to talk about Bradley's strange fash fashion uh, choices. I mean, that, the hat goes pretty good, man. You got the red and the yellow, like yeah. So uh, I'm wearing my hat. It, my oh, Philippines hat. Uh, it looks right pretty now. pretty planned. There we go. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that and say that it was planned, but it wasn't. Uh, anyways, I have both of you guys on here. First of all, just because, you know, I want to get some, some updates on some of you guys' top strategies, but also, you know, maybe a little preview of what you guys are going to be talking uh, about at Sell and Scale Summit. And now, Michael, uh, let's start with you. What are you up to these days? You know, I haven't talked to you in a while. You know, are you still selling on Amazon? I remember you had some like cool coloring books or something like way <laughs> back in the day, but like, what are you doing in the Amazon and or, you know, Walmart or e-commerce space these days? Yeah, we're still selling. We sold the coloring book site in 2019. It was called Color It. Um, and since then, we've spun up a couple other brands and have some of the other brands that we had before. But we have a brand called Ice Wraps that's in like hot and cold therapy. We have a stuffed animal brand. We own tactical.com and sell some tactical products. We also recently purchased knitting.com and we'll be launching a line of knitting supplies. Uh, and we have a home hardware business that we purchased in, what was it, January of 2021. I've been running that for the last few years. So we're, we're doing uh, about $8 million a year in sales between those businesses right now. Now, it sounds interesting because, or, or something interesting, I should say, uh, kind of piqued my interest there. Do you purposely look for domains that might be for sale and then 
decide to build a business around it that's based on Amazon or, or did I understand a little wrong there? Is it just coincidence that you just bought these uh, companies? Definitely not coincidence. You know, one of the things that I realized back, you know, I started selling on Amazon in 2015. And so I've seen kind of this evolution of, in the beginning, it seemed so effortless and easy. You could put anything up. There was very little competition and we had great success. And as competition got stronger and stronger and Amazon had their first big policy shift of, you know, you used to be able to leave a review and have someone say like, this isn't, uh, I got this product for free in exchange for an honest review. Yeah. Yeah. I was selling way back then. And, and so I started thinking about how can I re-engineer the way that I'm doing things in a white hat way. And I had to lose sleep all the time, like by doing these types of tactics. And so the, the thing that we came up with was having a content site, building a community and then directing people to Amazon from, from those resources. And it worked really, really well with color and we've now expanded that to our other brands. But with color, we had an email list of like a hundred thousand people. And whenever we launched the product, we would just say, Hey, look, new products up on Amazon, go buy it. No coupons, no incentives, no, please ask me for a review, no black hat tactics of any yeah. kind. And, uh, and, and so that's kind of the whole theory behind the other sites as well. Interesting. So, then it's like the 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 domain you know you probably have you know your your company dot com or whatever out there but then you, your strategy is you have like this generic word where that you can build a community around like knitting dot com like I'm assuming your company is not called knitting no. you know dot com but then so that one it kind of like is almost as if it's a like a neutral website and but you can push relevant buyers uh, potential buyers to your to your company. Exactly. And it's a long game. I mean, the idea is to sure. teach someone how to, who's just getting started in knitting, how to pick up needles and, and use them. It's actually a lot more difficult than you might think. Definitely more difficult than coloring. I mean, we all know how to color, just stay between yeah. the lines. Knitting, you know, takes some training and understanding. And so, and we've just launched this site. And so, you know, this is a, a couple year game of working on building content that ranks organically on Google, building our email list along the way, offering patterns uh, for free and paid that get people really talking, probably having some sort of community forum or something at some point where people are, are discussing things uh, about their craft. And then eventually having products that we uh, hope people will love because they're kind of have an affinity towards our brand uh, and, and they're good products. And so you kind of marry all those things together. Uh, and again, it's, it's definitely the long game. This is not, uh, I'm going to sprinkle magic pixie dust on something and have it uh, grow up, uh, wake up the next morning. There's a magic beanstalk outside uh, just growing like a weed. I mean, this definitely takes time to cultivate and, and build. You know, Bradley, uh, the found, the company that owns Men's Health recently did something very, very similar. So Men's Health brings like a million visitors a month in and uh, they launched uh, a supplement brand and they're leveraging Men's Health to drive all of that traffic. The brand has nothing to do yeah. with Men's Health. You could never tell. Men's Health, obviously, their business is, is uh, like display ads, right? So they sell their their they sell their, their property to Google, and then Google takes people and, and advertises them, you know, pay-per-click. And so they now have like the most premium position to drive traffic to their uh, products. And they do a lot of like uh, like blog articles and drops and stuff like that like specifically for those supplement brands. So um, I was surprised that this was one of like the first supplement brands they launched, but they, they get a million visitors. Cause uh, like that on a, on a large, what Mike is doing is like a small, small scale of what they're doing, but it's a uh, definitely works hundred percent. 
Interesting. Yeah. All right. Now, since you, you, you started talking there, let, let's keep it with you a little bit. Uh, Mina, what, what about you? Like, what, what have you been doing? You know, obviously, we, we usually just talk about strategies, but, you know, you, you got into this game because you were selling your, you know, you had your own company and, and, and supplements. Like, how is that going? Have you, are you still selling that same, you know, brand of supplements? Have you expanded to other markets or what's going on there? Yeah. So, MMA Nutrition is still there, still alive. It, the profits every month cover all of my expenses and more. So, it's, I, I stopped uh, focusing on it. Uh, and, and I, I put my team on it and they're now like a client of Trivium and, you know, I, we're just continuously trying to improve different things, but I'm no longer investing like a lot of money or time into it. It, it just produces a lot of profit. And then all of my en energy shifted into, uh, the agency. Cause I saw that that was growing really fast and I was adding a lot of value. And I really saw a, a clear path of like how I can, innovate in the industry and, and lead it in terms of, of PPC. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've been putting all of my energy there. I started, so I love, I love brands, mm -hmm. but instead of owning one, I started investing in some. So I've, I talked to a few people and I saw like some opportunities. So I've taken between five to 15% uh, positions in a few companies. And I said, I'll come mm -hmm. in, we'll run the ads, uh, you know, at a, like a discounted rate. We will give you like our entire like a team to help you. You'll have access to every single connection that I have, uh, and like I get, uh, like I get hookups like from everyone, right? Because You're like uh, Amazon angel investor kind of yeah, uh, and and and, uh, and I will guide them. I mean, we don't know if this is gonna be amazing or it's gonna like all go on fire, but. I want to guide them to an exit, right? I know the, the right lawyers to protect them. I know uh, it, like the people to do their books, uh, you know, the people, the brokers that will sell the, the thing. So that's kind of, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. But the number one focus is the agency. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Now we're, we're going to come back and go back and forth for some like quick hitting strategies from each of you. But, but both of you are, are going to be speaking at, at different times on the sell and scale summit. So I wanted to, first of all, just get like a little preview of what you're going to be talking about. Like, you know, I don't want to give away the whole presentation or anything, but just something to get people excited about coming. So, so, so Mike, let, let's start with you. Like what, what's your main topic going to be? And can you talk a little bit about it? Sure. Yeah. That's the first time I'm actually talking about something that isn't directly related to strategy. I would probably feel more comfortable talking about the exact stuff we were just talking about five minutes ago with <laughs> content sites and things like this. But I was, I was talking to the organizer of the event, just running through a bunch of different topics. Uh, and we kind of felt like one of the things that's really missing in, in business is just kind of mental health and, and just well-being. as entrepreneurs, we get very spun up in our businesses and so uh, one of the topics we came up with was the, the four burner theory. And this is not something that I have invented. I read about this elsewhere, but the concept basically is there's, there's four main pillars in life. You have your work, your family, your friends, and your health. And you can only have a hundred percent adding up. And typically what entrepreneurs end up doing is dropping one of these four burners down to a very low simmer or completely turning it off. And really cranking up the work burner and ignoring their family, their friends, or their health. Everyone that I've talked to about this uh, typically has one thing that that they'll excuse first, and that one gets lowered. And then they find that the second and third one is getting lowered as well. And so they're just kind of all consumed by their work. Uh, and you know, a lot of the problem is that the society kind of applauds you for this as well, which makes it worse. Because like the more you work, uh, or the more quote unquote successful you are. Uh, depending on how people measure that, uh, the more addictive it becomes to continue to like continue to feed into that. And next thing you know, you have no family, no friends, or you've had a heart attack 
Um, <laughs> right. So, um, uh, we, yeah, I we, wish I would have known about this a little bit before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of, uh, on point to kind of what we're uh, talking about today, uh, and, and yourself. And so I mean, it happens and we all like, end up in this spot and, and think that we're young and invincible. And next thing you know, uh, you realize that you're not. All right. Interesting. Is there like a tactical solution? Do you have like, are you going to share some like tactical solutions for this? I am. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, like a lot of problems or things, it's just the first thing is to be become aware of it. And, and the reason I wanted to talk about it and share my experiences with it was that like, you know, I, I've been in business for myself since 2004. I mean, it's been a long time. Uh, and you, you adapt to a new normal and you also, a lot of times just don't realize that, you know, things have gone to a point where they're at. You just become, become oblivious to it. And when uh, Steve Chu actually is the one that introduced me to this. When he first mentioned it, it was like one of these things that hit me like a ton of bricks where I just like really realized like, you know, how much I always was, was defaulting back to like what I knew or what I thought was best, which was to, to crank that work burner up. And next thing you know, like not spend time with my family or, you know, I've gained 40 pounds cause I'm not working out anymore. And, or my friends are like, dude, like it, it was nice knowing you like all those years ago, but you don't hang out with us anymore. Uh, and, and Again, just kind of hearing that was was the thing that just immediately made me think about it, and then I started to work on it. Interesting, interesting. Okay, well, what about you, Mina? What are you uh, talking about at Sell and Scale? I am. I, so my topic is is Q and A. Q&A. So I'm actually answering questions, but we're doing it in a very very efficient way. So I'm going to have Vince with me. I'm going to have Cassandra with me, and I'm going to have two people from my team. So we're going to see how many answers we can uh, we can I can answer. How many questions I can answer. Uh, in, in that span of time by having literally zero downtime. Um, and then I'm lining up a lot of resources. So whenever, w- when people come in um, and ask questions, if I have a resource for it, it's immediately going to go up on the screen. Um, and and uh, yeah, and I mean, Vince is going to also preload a lot of questions. So um, it's basically going to be a very intense consultation call. Uh, I hope it's recorded because uh, I'm going to answer like a, a shitload of questions and then we can chop it up and, and put them in a glossary or something like that. But yeah, that that's kind of my my uh, topic is uh, Q&A. And I actually was very excited about it because most times I, I stand there and I, I just did, uh, you, you were there uh, at Travis's uh, the Passion Product uh, Live, um, but a lot of times you just lecture uh, and th- this one you actually give the people exactly what they want. Um, so I'm very excited for that. I think it was a great move on Helium 10's part. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You know, we're, we're trying to do different things. That's not just the typical, you know, uh, the typical experience. So like one thing we're doing is we have multiple people, even from competitors on the stage at the same time, you know, who who are talking about the same thing, like two different listing optimization people, you know, and then it's like, Hey, now you kind of like, you know, uh, we all want to hope that all the influencers out there never BS, you know, right? But, you know, there's always, I think, in the back of the mind, sometimes somebody's sitting at a, at a conference like, oh, how do I know everything this guy is, or gal is selling, saying is, is true? You know, the, nobody's there to check them, you know, right? But now I'm you have there. like a competitor up there. <laughs> and it's like, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, now you mean it's going to be there to check. Now I'm somebody, you know, asking Vince questions. Said, prove, you know, Vince says something this. crazy. Right. And then Mina's like, Vince, what you talking about, fool? You know, like, so, uh, you know, a little, a little different vibe. And then we have here somebody talking about, you know, something that is not talked about enough. And that's kind of like the mindset and, and different things like that. So we're, we're trying to have a different vibe. So, guys, if you haven't got your tickets yet, you know, make sure to get it soon. Uh, H10.me forward slash S3. H10.me forward slash S3. You can use my discount coupon S3BS 
100 BS as in Bradley Sutton, not the other BS. So <laughs> S3BS 100, guys. Um, here, if you guys see, I even have a hat for that. That's a S3BS right here. So I have a hat for everything. Anyways, um, let, let's, let, let, let's go back and forth now. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. The most important thing, since both you guys will be there on the 19th or the 20th. On the 20th, I expect both of you to be in my Zumba Fitness uh, dance class that we're doing in the morning. You know, no excuse. That was like in the fine print of the contract with our speakers. You must be on stage with Bradley uh, during the Zumba class. You guys down? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, any any, any workout, I'm in. <laughs> my, my, uh, Mike doesn't seem as enthusiastic as me <laughs> on this one, but hey, <laughs> it was in the contract. I'm sorry uh, if you yeah, didn't see well, it. If I signed it, I signed it. What am I going to do? <laughs> All right. Let's talk. Let's go back and forth. You know, usually on this show, we, we have something called the 30-second tip. Uh, TST, but instead of just leaving it to 30 seconds, let's have 30 seconds, let's have two minutes, let's have one minute uh, tips and tricks, go back and forth. Um, you know, what's working right now that you guys think is, you know, somewhat unique? Um, you know, not like, uh, hey guys, keep your A cost down. You know, I'm hoping you guys can give me some better strategy than that. But uh, let, let's start with Mike. What, what's your first tip you want to share with us? I'm going to throw out something stupid that uh, that I ignored for way too long that I, I really wish that I pushed, which was raising our prices. You know, I, I, for years and years and years, you think about like how price driven market, uh, Amazon is a marketplace and you see competitors continue to come in and they always undersell you and your gut is to either lower your price to kind of start matching them or certainly never raise your prices. And, you know, in this environment of where shipping costs went crazy and then, you know, other inflationary costs, COGS going up and Amazon fees going up, et cetera, et cetera, it got to a point where we really had no other choice. And so with my back up against the wall is when we first started doing this, uh, but we've become very methodical about it. And in some cases, we've been able to raise our prices as much as 50% and had no drop off in sales. And in some cases, they've actually gone up, which is still kind of blowing my mind. Um, but you know, it, it's not here to plug Helium 10, but it's actually the tool that I use to really- Feel free to plug Helium 10 as much as you like. We'll plug you know, the Helium 10. Right. <laughs> but the, the profit dashboard is seriously just freaking awesome. And- you know, the tendency as a, as a CEO with the number of businesses that we have is to look at a P&L of your overall business health and not necessarily get too far into the weeds, uh, looking at things on the SKU level. Again, as you kind of ex- get bigger and bigger, you can't look at all the same data points that you did when you were first getting started. And I started to found myself in that spot. And so we've actually hired a personnel full time that's helping with this, that stays on top of this stuff that I review uh, every week. And we've really been able to increase our margins and the biggest basis of it has been uh, simply just raising our prices, um, and we do it incrementally. Um, and so every week we're we're looking at the BSR of the product as a baseline, uh, and then we raise our price. And we look at what the BSR is the following week. Uh, we are looking at the BSR and not the number of units sold because there's so much variance on Amazon, and you don't want just because you sold more units or sold less units to necessarily be the thing. That's your trigger. So we look at the BSR. So we're relative to all of our competitors and that sub niche. We go as deep as we can. Uh, and if the BSR doesn't deteriorate, we raise the price another dollar. And if it's it has a big adverse effect, we go back. But what we found is that very few products actually have had uh, a, ma- a massive adverse effect. And we've been able to continue to push the envelope, raising our pricing way more than I ever thought we would when we started this uh, project last October. It's, it's getting close to a year now. Um, but we continue to push the envelope. And uh, again, I, I know this is one of these simple things that people, you know, you're always looking at how, like you say, how can I reduce my A cost or what's the next product to sell, but looking at your current products and how you can squeeze more lemon out of that 
that lemon or more juice out of that lemon, I think is the, the better way to go. All right. Awesome. Let's go, let's go to uh, Mina. Where, where's your oh. first uh, strategy of the day? So I know that prime day just ended recently and they're announced, I think like two more black Friday, cyber Monday is coming up. So I want to talk about a strategy that we used with like, I think three or four people. And, and that it was like uh, incredibly, it worked incredibly well. And basically what we did was, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be very honest, right? Because, because uh, some of this is, uh, is going to be against terms of service. But uh, <laughs> what we did was I usually spend a lot of money, 30 days, like 40, 40, 30, 40 days before prime day, I'll spend a ton of money. And then the week before prime day, I'll start to taper down and on prime day, I'll, I'll really cut down the ads. I'll just have a, a top of search. Maybe if the product is a very top of search sort of uh, product, but the goal is to rank me as high as I can organically. And then when, when the, when uh, prime day hits, I lower the ads uh, the organic rank takes over the extra traffic comes in and I make a lot of sales and we've been doing this decently, pretty effectively. Well, how, how is that against terms of service? Uh, no, no, it's not the, I'm going to talk about the terms of oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that part's coming. <laughs> part is coming. So, hey kids, close your ears, earmuffs, earmuffs. <laughs> what I did this time was, um, I, I did that, but I lowered the price by like a significant amount, I would say like $7 or something for, for like a $30 product, uh, because this is the one I remember. We lowered it by $7. It was like 29 We low, or actually $10 or 29. We made it 19.99. And then we, we did that. We also did search find buy for three of the main uh, terms. We ranked, Shame on you. We ranked really high and, 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 um, and then uh, uh, prime they hit and we 10 X our average daily say, sales for two days, like the, uh, leading up to it, I think our sales were kind of like double, like the week before our sales doubled, but those two days, our sales were 10X. So they were like 33,000 and, and uh, like 31,000, like two days uh, back to back. And so I'm going to continue to do this strategy for the other prime days and Black Friday, Cyber Monday, but that's been a really cool strategy. And the, the 1999 price on the day of, of prime day, we brought it back up. So all of the sales that 31K, came from the, at the higher price point, not at the lower price point. The lower price point was just so we can really, uh, you know, maximize the, the search find buy and, and what we were doing leading up to, um, you know, prime day. So that's kind of the strategy that we did. It worked really well, um, for multiple people. All right. So what I want everybody to do is every single bit of that, except the search find buy thing. But there's other ways, you know, guys, we now have other ways to, you know, not as easy as search find buy. I mean, I think all of us love search find buy, you know, when it was uh, okay, because that's the easiest thing to do. But, you know, there's other ways, you know, that we can do it, you know, through Google ads or, or, um, you know, running targeted traffic and, and special discounts and PPC, et cetera. Anyways, Mike, I remember a while back, was it you, was it your team who came up with like a special URL to use to like, look at uh, what people have in the back end of their listing or something like that. Was that you guys who, who came with that? Does that sound at all familiar? Or It does sound familiar. Guys... That was definitely not me. Uh, we found that through MDS to the million dollar sellers group. Highly recommend that group. Um, but someone, I have no idea actually who it was posted that in there. And there is a URL that you can go to that uh, you, you replace the ASIN with whoever's ASIN. You can see all their backend keywords. Okay, now here's my question to you based on that. You know, I'm kind of on the fence as if that can really help, you know, somebody. You know, like, for example, the, my philosophy is that, hey, I don't care if, if if something's in somebody's bullet points description or back end. What matters to me 
is what are the keywords that uh, you know, are generating their sales, you know, like, mm -hmm. like where are they ranking high for and what are the keywords that buyers are using? Um, and there's other ways to, to find that. So I'm just curious, you know, for you, whether you think like, do you, do you actually have a strategy based around, you know, or, or, or can it actually help you in your opinion to know what's in the back end of your competitors? Cause like, what if the competitors just put a bunch of garbage in there? It's meaningless to, to, to their keyword sales, but they, now you know what it is. Like, like so how, how would you use that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it can help with a couple of things. N number one, you can find if they have any trademark terms in their their back end that could be helpful for you. If it's your trademark keyword, for instance, okay, I that, that's, that I, I that's, get that. That's mm -hmm. important. Um, I like that. I, actually, that, that's a very good point. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that for the most part, though, in terms of a ranking strategy and other things, it's it's pretty useless. Uh, I think when we first discovered this, this has been around now for for a while. It was back when we were still putting keywords, actual keywords in our keyword field. At this point, no one's really doing that any longer because you're putting your keywords in your title, your bullet points uh, or your description. And, you know, Amazon has basically come out and said that like, you, there's no need to repeat keywords anywhere. And so let's just say you're selling round ice packs as a, for instance, there's no need to put that in the, in the backend keywords any longer uh, because you have that in your title. That's your main keyword. And so you know, what ends up being in, in the keywords field is a bunch of just random, if, if people are doing it correctly, or is a bunch of just random words that are so far down, like they're like your D-list keywords that I, I don't really find to be helpful. I, I find it much more helpful to do something like Data Dive, uh, which you know, uses the Helium 10 interface uh, and, and use that. That's been a game changer for us, way more than ever uh, knowing the backend keywords. All right, excellent. Uh, go ahead with another strategy, though. That that was kind of just like my question to you, but I, I want I want to get another um, Mike strategy right now. Sure. Um, you know, the theme for us this year has really been increasing profitability, and so the other big strategy is to really just focus on Amazon Global Logistics, or, or at least look at it if you're importing from China. Uh, it's interesting because my partner Dave, that I do our podcast with, uh, have been talking about EGL for a couple of years. And it's something we found out about originally when we were over in China at another conference years ago. Uh, and I just really had never put a lot of weight into it because we use a 3PL and just kind of like the, the ability to have stuff here stateside. Uh, but with shipping costs going from like 4K at a container to like 25K at its peak, uh, using Amazon Global Logistics has saved us a ton of money. First of all, they're just cheaper. Their rates are cheaper than our freight forwarder. Um, you skip a 3PL, and so our 3PL is charging us a fee to unload the container, palletize it, uh, store part of it, and then ship some of that in. And then when we need to get the rest of it out of storage, they charge us again to like pull the container or the, the pallets and label everything. Amazon Global Logistics gets things in directly. Um, you know, the only real downside is is that the tr it's not very transparent. You know, so it's it's hard to know exactly where your container is and when the hell it's going to arrive. Uh, and it seems to take a little bit longer uh, than what we were doing, but the savings is insane. I mean, we're saving five to ten thousand uh, dollars per container, uh, which really adds up uh, by the end of the year. And again, our focus has been on profitability, and 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 this has been a, a major factor for us. And I'll, I'll just add one other quick thing onto this because it's it's uh, in line with it. We've been able to to utilize our our manufacturers for the most part as a three PL. Uh, we've had uh, relationships with these guys for years and we're still spending the same amount of money. And the thought is, hey, Mr. Manufacturer, would you be willing to 
hold on to part of our order for us and just leave it there in China, uh, uh, already manufactured, so we can string together AGL shipments in a more efficient way and then skip our 3PL. And they've all been willing to do that. And so this strategy combined is, is saving us you know, well in the six figures a year and just pure net profit, not, not more sales, just like pure bottom line. Uh, you know, we have more money to, to, to go on vacation with next year. I love it. I love it. All right. Now I'm going to give you a couple of minutes to think about your next one, but I'm going to give you two topics. I'd like it to be on one of the topics, either on your current launch strategy or outside traffic driving strategy. All right. So be thinking about that while Mina gives his is second to last uh, strategy for today. Go ahead, Mina. All right. So the second one is uh, clicks to sessions ratio. I've talked about this before, um, but still a lot of people ask me uh, about it. Basically, there's a certain number of clicks that you get from your ads. And then there's a certain number of sessions that you get that are the blended combination of your PPC sessions and your organic sessions. Now, if you think about it, you're getting a certain number of clicks. Those are just the ads. The, the number of sessions that will come from those ads will definitely be less than the total number of sessions, correct? Because the total number of sessions have organic and PPC combined. When you measure that clicks to sessions ratio, the, hot, the, the more the clicks for the same amount of sessions, so the bigger the, if you do clicks divided by sessions, the bigger that number is, the worse it is for you. Because what that means is that you are spending more money for the same number of unique Amazon accounts to come into your listing. This can be skewed if you're doing if you're doing uh, organic ranking, like you know using PPC for organic rank. So we'll leave that on the side for now. If you're just running your PPC normally, but when I most realized this was when I would launch, like a, a, I think a year ago, what I, or even more, a year and a half ago, I would do regular sponsored products advertising. And then I would do some sponsored video for the main keywords. And then I would do headline search ads for like some of the whatever keywords. And I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm testing all of the different types of ads. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I have really good analytics sheets. So I had all of my PPC spend there. I had all of my total sales there and like the numbers were not adding up. Why would the, the video ad have such a good result? And then me noticing that as the video ads results improve, the PPC results for that same keywords decrease and, and, and uh, I guess, you know, become worse. And so I said, let's kill the video. And I would kill the video and the, the total sales were basically not impacted, like maybe 3%, 4% uh, uh, difference by killing all of the, the spending that was coming from the videos. And I said, well, what the hell, dude? Like, I, it showed like a 6X ROAS, like, uh, you know, or whatever, like a 15% echo. And I'm like, how is this possible? And then I realized that it was the same people that were clicking on my sponsor products ad that were also clicking on my video. And they were probably, and this could happen also if you have really high organic and then you put like sponsor product and whatever. So I started measuring click to session ratio and I, I now benchmark it and I understand if I start seeing my clicks to session ratio creep up, I am, uh, I you know, like cannibalizing, right? I'm basically serving uh, ads to the same people without driving any additional traffic. So I'm serving additional ads. Like if, if you're in a room and then you have like one advertisement come in for like a, a water company, and then you have six other advertisements for that same water company, you're only going to ad advertise to the same, let's say 30 people in that room, right? You're not going to get any new people to buy your product because it's, it's just the same group of people. So 
click to session ratio is something that I think everyone should be tracking. Um, it, it, you can also, a second uh, and easier one to track is your uh, PPC spend per session. Uh, again, these are benchmark numbers. So uh, there's no, no one ever asked me, please, what's a good ratio? It does not exist. It's like, well, what's a good weight? Uh, you know, it doesn't make any sense. So just benchmark it. And then, uh, it, you know, if you're running multiple types of ads, you can like try and lower or turn off some of the additional ads and see if that ratio improves. And if your spend goes down and your total sales remain the same. Um, and, and if it doesn't, you can always just turn it back on. But yeah, that's my tip. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Back to Mike. You've had a couple of minutes to ponder your, your last strategy of the day. Go ahead. Yeah. So you specifically asked about launch strategy and I, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I'll get into a little bit more detail. And so our current strategy is again, to, to create content sites that rank for, uh, organic traffic. And a part of that content is, is very top of funnel where like some, let's just use like fishing rods as an example. Um, you know, like they, they might be looking for uh, places to fish or how to fish and things of this nature. And they're not looking to buy right at that moment. But if they're looking for like best fishing rods for salmon fishing, there's probably a pretty high intent there uh, for them to to want to go buy. And so that would be an article that we would want to rank for. And so what we'll do is first go out and buy five to 10 competitors fishing rods and look at them all. Same type of strategy would you would want to do if you're developing a product anyway. Um, you look at what's good about them, look what's bad about them, how they package things, uh, go through their reviews on Amazon. Again, same things you would do when you're developing a product. Um, but then we put together a really good article about this. When you typically look at Amazon affiliates that are doing this, it's kind of trash content. They're they're taking the stock image off of Amazon, swiping the you know the photo off of there, and putting together a pretty thin piece of crap content. Uh, that it still kind of ranks, but like we are literally buying the products, actually testing them, making video, taking our own pictures, putting together a really great article about this. And um, once it is ranking and we see sales coming through our affiliate links, then we'll go develop the product. Um, we develop the product. We take all the things that we learned during the first stage that I just mentioned, uh, develop a better product and then rank our product number one instead of the competitor's product number one and start selling our product. And what ends up happening is because we're getting all this organic white hat traffic coming from an outside traffic source to Amazon, Amazon loves outside traffic. I think we all kind of know that. Um, but it, in this case, it's consistent. And I'm not, I, yes, I paid for it because it does cost money to develop this content. And, uh, you know, it's a long game strategy, but once it is working, the organic traffic that goes off to that, you know, I can kind of come out of left field and and do very well in the salmon fishing rod category where otherwise I might have had to do search find buys or do other other types of things where now we don't have to do that. And so that's that's the strategy that we've been we've been using now for for quite a while that's working very well for us. All right. Cool. Excellent. I like it. Now, I mean I didn't give you those uh uh parameters, but if you happen to have something on launch, you know, that would be great. Uh, if not um, it could be about, you know, uh, PPC cause that's your, that's your jam. So either way you, you what have was the two categories. Oh, you said launch or, launch or, uh, or sending outside traffic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to add, uh, to what Mike said, I've been, uh, testing using high, uh, domain authorities. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned that Mike, but basically if you go into, um, Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S, um, you can figure out like the domain authority of different sites. 
like 90, 90 plus is like the, the Amazon.com and YouTube and Google of the world. Um, you, so we've been seeing that backlinking to your listing uh, using high domain authority uh, websites has been really improving uh, organic rank. Uh, we've also seen that the same thing happens uh, with the with like Instagram influencers and TikTok influencers. I don't understand really why, but our organic ranking has been going up across like a bunch of keywords just by, uh, and it's usually when it's coming from like these very, very like high domain authority sites. Uh, like, so you can, uh, Tim Jordan shared that you can use uh, YouTube, uh, which is the amzn.to space, whatever your keyword is, you'll find a bunch of uh, info, Amazon influencers already familiar with Amazon. You can hit them up. Uh, so they can create content for you and then direct it to the page. That's been working. Instagram and TikTok. Um, if you guys want uh, uh, like a uh, uh, like a, a platform for that, I know uh, Ian Sells created one, but there is one that's I think is is uh, superior. It's just way more expensive, and it's called um, Incense. I N S E N S E Pro dot Pro, um, and this is like a, a an Upwork specifically for content creators and influencers, and you can go in there. You have multiple options. They can create content for you. They can do a post for you, or you can white label. Uh, white labeling basically means that you can, they can make you an authority to run ads on their page. And so basically they can create a video saying, mm, yummy, MMA nutrition tastes so good, whatever. And then they will post it on their Facebook business uh, and you can run ads and then you pay for the ads. Uh, but anyways, besides that, you it's, a, it's very easy to use. You can go in, you say, I want like this type of person. This is what they look like. And and it's like a, an employee profile or like a freelancer profile. So you see what is the content they've, they've done, all of this stuff. Um, it costs like 400 bucks a month or something like that. It is pretty expensive. But if you're very, I mean, for your launch, if you're very targeted, you spend, you know, 400 and, and then you have to pay for obviously the influencers, but you get a big range. You get people that will charge you $40 uh, for like content or a post. You get people that will charge you $500. And you find a good range. There's definitely they're up, uh, onboarding like at least a thousand influencers every month, and you know you can have them post, 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 and all send uh, traffic uh, to your Amazon. You even direct links. We've seen a huge improvement in organic ranking just from direct linking. So, I, I, Mike, I know you ta- you touched about on this a little bit, but the high domain authority thing we've been really seeing it work. It, it you know people used to do it back in the day. They used to buy backlinks. And so you could buy backlinks to your website and all of this stuff so you can rank high on Google. This is kind of the same thing, but for, for Amazon, you're just buying backlinks, but you're not like buying them. You're like doing them legit. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Now I know, you know, obviously both of you guys will be in person at the sell and scale summit. So people can just, you know, ask you in person, you know, uh, follow up questions, but if people can't wait until then, uh, first of all, uh, Mike, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Yeah, the best thing to do is just to send it to support at ecomcrew, E-C-O-M-C-R-E-W.com. That's our uh, blog and podcast about e-commerce stuff. But like the staff that uh, is there interfaces all that stuff for you to make sure it gets into my inbox. If it goes right to my inbox, it'll end up in <laughs> never getting responded to. I, I saw this awesome meme on uh, the other day. It was like, I have two speeds of responding to email. It's either like seven seconds or 70 days. Uh, so most of them will be 70 days. <laughs> it's, um, my inbox okay. is, is, is a nightmare. But yeah, uh, same, support, same. Support yes. People, you, is the best If way. for some reason you have my email address, pretty much trash that because I guarantee I won't, I won't see it with all the spam <laughs> yeah, I get. It's so, so ridiculous. Uh, Mina, how, how can they find you? Okay, so um, 
My my email is mina at uh, trivium, T-R-I-V-I-U-M-C-O.com. Uh, also at the Mina Elias on Instagram and then Mina Elias on LinkedIn and, and Facebook. I'm very accessible. You can ask me questions. I actually answer immediately all the time. He's showing us up here, Mike. He's throwing shade. He's throwing shade. I'm bad. I, I, I love here, talking here. about this stuff. I want to help, but like it just, I also am overwhelmed with you. No, no, so. of course, of course. Um, I also have a lot of people that like uh, filter through a lot of things. So as you guys heard in the, in the last Bigger Better launch, we, me and Vince released the helium 10 official ppc course we've been getting like a you know tons of questions when are we gonna have a ppc course i partnered with vince and helium 10 on this and literally we go through every single piece of uh, amazon ppc i break everything down it's super tactical you get all of my sheets my bulk optimization my analytics sheets uh, deduplication and any tool excel sheet that i use and and we don't use software i mean Atomic, right? But which, which Vince will show you how to do. But besides that, everything manual, I, I show you how to do it. I break everything up um, like super easy, super digestible. It should be the last PPC course that you ever need. Uh, I know this, there was a huge, huge demand uh, for that kind of education and, and me and Vince provided it. It was a lot of long hours of filming, uh, but I'm, I'm very excited uh, you know, to share this. And I think it's going to help a lot of people because everyone kind of gets on Amazon and then they're like, okay, now what? And there, I mean, I think that this, the sequel to this is like uh, an optimization course, but we will teach you exactly how to drive traffic in the most effective way possible on Amazon. All right. So make sure guys to go check out that course inside of Helium 10. It's an awesome thing that we've been working on for a while. Um, all right, guys, I will be seeing you uh, before you go on stage at Selling Scale. We'll be seeing you on the Zumba stage, you know, since that's the, the first morning uh, of it. So uh, Mike, pack your Richard Simmons shorts and we'll see you. Uh, on stage there and Mina, you know, he might show you because he, he, he excels at anything fitness related. So, <laughs> I'm not sure you're prepared uh, for, uh, I'm not sure you're prepared for how white my legs are, dude. <laughs> well, Hey, it's, it's, it's Vegas. So hopefully you'll get a tan right away. <laughs> I, I, I live in, I live in Vegas. I, I, I avoid this at all costs. So that's right. And you live there. <laughs> yeah. So you should be, yeah. Right here in uh, August. Uh, yeah. You don't want to be spend too much time outside no. uh, over there. All right, guys, we'll see you. We'll be seeing you soon. Be good, my friend. Be good guy.